Hey, I'm Naz, and this is The Sun in Japan. If you're looking for a pep talk and a safe space for growth and reflection, you have come to the right place. Thank you so much for joining me. So today on the podcast, we will be talking about Ikigai and my journey to my ikigai and what ikigai is is it is a japanese concept referring to something that gives a person a sense of purpose reason for living and what makes up your ikigai are four facets and these facets are what you love what you are good at what the world needs and what you can be paid for and all together they form your ikigai your purpose your reason for living why you get up in the morning and i feel like i have been trying to figure out my ikigai i mean are we are we all not always trying to figure out our ikigai literally from the time we are conscious of purpose what is my purpose what is my purpose these are all questions as humans we ask ourselves so being in Japan I have really been asking myself even more and I have been receiving more clarity and it's been a great journey so today that's just a little bit of what we're going to discuss and I'm really excited to share with you what I've been going through what I have been realizing and what I continue to learn on this journey So a couple of weeks ago, a student of mine, Misaki, so sweet, she gave me some gifts, Japanese sweets and soup and a sushi pack from her mom and my heart was just bursting, bursting with love. Anyway, so Misaki had asked to interview me for a broadcasting competition she's doing next year. Well, now this year. Anyway, so we had a couple of sessions planned and the first session, Misaki asked me about myself and just about my journey. And then on the second session, Misaki asked me why had I had so many occupations. So in the previous interview, she'd asked me to tell her a bit about my career from high school to present moment. So for those of you who don't know me and my journey, so this year I'm turning 30 so excited trying to be super positive because we have these hang-ups on age that make absolutely no sense but so I was in high school 12 years ago 2011 yes that seems like (laughs) eons ago and from high school I went to university I studied a bachelor of science in dietetics and then after that, I did community service in rural KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa for a year. And then after that, couldn't find a job for a couple of months. Then I started doing my master's. And I really started doing my master's because I had the time, not because I was like, I want to get into academics. And also because like job opportunities in South Africa were so low. And then I worked as a receptionist a bit and while working as a receptionist, I found an opportunity to start my own practice in Coxstad in Kuzulu Natal. And I did that for six months and it was so difficult. <laughs> Kudos to anyone who starts a business. It was 
so so difficult but I did it for six months and I realized I wasn't making any money and my mom was helping me a lot financially and my mom has my two younger siblings and I just thought no this is now too much for me to be like I was not sleeping at night after that I went back to my grandmother's house uh Tried to continue a bit with masters and then after a couple of months I got a job as a, as a food service dietitian in a kitchen um, in Durban and that job was okay and I did it for about nine months. The boss was so awful, so awful that I developed a hernia while working for him. Like I had constant stomach ache from the stress he would cause me only to find I was the fourth or fifth dietitian in two years and turns out dietitians were leaving because he was such a bully like such a bully after that I took a very similar job in Gauteng and it was the exact same job except like maybe my boss wasn't so much a bully but turns out I had signed a contract for essentially less money and they made it seem like it was going to be more money but essentially it was less money. I was living in Gauteng, South Africa, much more expensive. Fuel, food, everything was much more expensive. So essentially I was financially worse off than before. And so I got so depressed in that job. There was a day, like I would drive into work and I would see the door to my job and I would be sobbing in my car, just sobbing, trying to hype myself up to get out my car and go to work and it was just a very very demoralizing time for me so one day it was the 3rd of June 2018 19 2019 I think it was yes 2019 I couldn't get out of bed I was quite literally paralyzed from depression I just couldn't do it anymore grabbed my laptop from my bed wrote a resignation letter and sent it to my boss and went back to sleep. And coincidentally, my lease with my flatmate was ending that month. Shout out to Guinea. <laughs> Best housemate I've ever had. And so I was like, you know what? My lease is ending. I'm just going to go live with my mom. I have never lived with my mom. And even that was challenging. Love my mom so much, but it was. And I had recently started making cakes just as a hobby to try, like, revive my soul because my job was quite literally killing me. And so that day when I decided to resign, I thought to myself, you're either going to die or you're going to resign today. You're either going to quite literally kill yourself or you're going to resign. And I chose myself that day. I chose to live because if I died, they're just going to replace me. <laughs> the same way they're going to replace me if I resign. So I'm, my lease came to an end with Guinea. Sold all my stuff to Guinea and Blossé. And I moved in with my mom for six months and I was making cakes. I started my cake business. And that was great. It was really great. I had a good time. But I had basically no money and I was living with my mom and my two young siblings and it's nothing personal it's just that when you're older you do not want to be living with your mother 
her house, her rules, obviously, and you're using electricity and water and all these things and food, and it just becomes really stressful. So I decided at the end of that year, after six months of baking in Johannesburg, to just close down shop and go back to my granny's house. So I went back to my granny's house, and that was really refreshing. Going home for me is my grandmother's house because I was raised by my grandmother. So it was really reviving. It had its own frustrations as being an adult who desperately wants to be independent but honestly just cannot afford it is. So, you know, I began searching for jobs again. I was in baking. And while I was searching for jobs, I got this opportunity um, to go work in Botswana. And it was looking good. It was looking good. Interviewed. So excited, you know, all the great things. Beginning of 2020, new year, new me. Let's all laugh together because we all know how 2020 ended up being. (laughs) But it was okay. It was really, you know, in the beginning I was feeling hopeful. I applied for another job as a food service dietitian. And when I went to that interview, I remember the first question they asked me was, do you have children? And I was so confused. I was like... Why is, do I have children an important interview question? Okay, I ignore it. Second question, do you plan on having children? Oh my God, I did not realize that this was family planning. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you ask somebody that in an interview? Okay, we continue the interview. Long story short, I did not accept the job from the food service company that was asking me about my (laughs) plans to have children I just thought that was weird I walked straight out of that interview and I told myself I am not going back in there I'm not taking that job because that's just ridiculous why would you ask me that and then obviously because of COVID I didn't go to Botswana so I had two job offers before COVID ended up with absolutely zero and that was really difficult. So I stayed home. I By that time I had quit my master's. I just realized that it was not for me. And I had started to do a postgraduate in business administration with money I had saved up from baking. Unfortunately, I also didn't finish that because I ran out of money. I had no job. So, you know, my plans had come up to zero. I was at home during first semester. In the first semester, kind of had nothing to do, no plans. But my boyfriend at the time was like, why don't you go back to baking? And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's going to be successful in Pietermaritzburg, which is where I was living because I left Johannesburg. But I started it. I restarted it. Thanks to his encouragement. Still don't eat with him. (laughs) Joking. God bless. Peace on earth. But I'm so glad that I did because... It was amazing. The success my business had in Peter Marisburg was so much more than in Johannesburg. And I reconnected with so many people I went to high school with, people I used to go to church with, people I knew when I was younger, just supporting my business, sharing my pages. It was amazing. It was such an amazing, affirming experience. Very difficult also. I used to work 16-hour days, but my soul was so happy. My soul was so full. I was doing art. I was working with people. I was giving people something that they want. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I 
made enough money to move out of home and it was so good. It felt so good to feel like I am moving further to my independence, moving closer to being more independent and I had so much fun doing it. So then I did that for how many months maybe? So from like about mid 2022 until about mid 2021. So mid 2021 there's unrest in South Africa. There was looting, there were riots, it was crazy, it was a crazy time. But I remember during that time how something in me dropped. It's almost like something was like, hey, like, are you just going to keep sitting on your dreams? You keep thinking and mulling over how you really want to go overseas, you really want to go see other places, you want to live other places, but you keep thinking it's just going to happen by itself without you putting no plan to action. So that's when I was moved that, no, okay, now it's time to go. It's time to go now. It's time to make a move from here. My relationship was about six years plus that time. And I wasn't really feeling happy, but I was like, oh, you know, like I was just going through the motions of dating this guy. We'd been together for so long. And there were really some dark things that I had ignored for a long time in that relationship but I feel like that's an entire other podcast episode but basically during that time I couldn't do my business because I couldn't get supplies the country was basically on lockdown so I just took some time off to rest it was a very stressful time I gained so much weight I ate so many brownies and so many cookies because I was stress baking and stress eating but you know everything works out so I stopped baking for a bit and then the country started to open up again but I wasn't baking at full capacity because so many things were happening in my life my relationship was coming to an end I was realizing so many things it's almost like I was a butterfly coming out of its cocoon and I was just like "Mm -mm, something's not right here and I could not fully bake the way I wanted to because then I had to move house and things were just crazy but I was baking a little I was still baking but my life was just changing rapidly and then I decided no let me just take a break from baking I'll be back spoiler alert I was not back (laughs) but I moved out to my own apartment and I got a temporary job as an intern and it was fine, it was fine, it really kept me going for that time and they basically asked nothing of me, I was basically like just being paid for free by this company, which was great because I needed the rest, I really, really needed the rest. And then after some time, people kept showing me these applications for the JET program, which is the program I'm part of now, teaching English in Japan, and I almost didn't apply and it's almost like spirits, my ancestors, God himself brought a certain someone in my life just for that time. It was a friend that we had broken up as friends for like such a silly reason. But she came back in my life literally for a couple of weeks. And she made sure that I submitted that application because I was so tired and I was like, I'm so used to disappointment. I'm so used to no's. I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to even apply because I don't want to hear one more no. I cannot bear to take one more no in my life. Little did I know that I'm going to get a yes. (laughs) But I applied and quite literally, 
maybe two weeks after I applied, she was out of my life again. Crazy. Another podcast story. But I applied and I carried on doing my internship. 2021 finished, my bad. 2021 finished. I got an I got an interview for this job, and I got it. I mean, I'm in Japan now, but I had no money to live for the first six months of 2022. I had absolutely no money, and I prayed to God and my ancestors, and I was like, guys, I literally need a six month gig. I need a six month gig because I do not want to move back home. I cannot do it. I need to be independent until I go to Japan. And I hadn't even gotten Japan then, but I had decided that you know what. I am going to Japan. This is what's happening for me in my life. So what I need you guys to do is to make this happen for me. Okay. And let me tell you that Spirit delivered just as I'd asked. I got this online gig from this company in the UK. And I was working as an online health coach. And it was so great. It was a lot of work, but it was so great. I sat at home on my computer working I went to gym in the middle of the day. I made myself amazing meals. It was really just a healing time for me. I really enjoyed it. So, and then when that ended and I had to resign, came to Japan. Well, the whole point of me telling you the story is because I'm telling you my journey from the time I finished high school to now. But obviously when my student Misaki asked me this, I didn't tell her in such vivid detail just told her you know also in simple english because it's not her mother tongue but anyway when she had asked me the question of why i had done so many things coming up to this point i i I felt my ego being like oh do you really want to tell this kid all the random shit you've done that hasn't really taken in you anyway and i felt a little bit embarrassed and a little bit like you know like oh like cringe like towards myself but I felt like at that moment my higher self came in and said yes and like yes tell her tell her why you have done all these random or seemingly random things because that is what life is isn't it it's it's random but it is seemingly random because everything always comes to you the full circle in this life in this journey and our journeys are different so what is random in my life or what I may see as random, other people may see as, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes complete sense for you as a person. But anyway. Um, but when she asked me why I'd done all these things, the answer came to me clear. And I told her that I've always known that I should find one job and do it until I retire and die. That's what we were told as children. That's what we were told, you know. Since high school, personally, I have never been a person who definitely knew what they wanted to do forever. And I thought, oh my gosh, when I was 18, oh my gosh, like, how am I meant to know what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life? And in high school, I was in a high-performing class, and it was very stressful for me. There were girls who seemed to always know what career trajectory they wanted. I want to be a CA, I want to be a doctor, I want to be this, I want to be that. And I've always just been like, girl, I don't know. (laughs) Even today... Even today, I feel like, girl, I don't know. And even 12 years later, I feel like I'm just figuring figuring it out, you know? So when I answered this question that Misaki had for me, younger me would have been so proud to hear the answer. And this is what I told her. I told her that I am a person with many interests. 
I love art. I love to make people's lives better. I love to help people. I love to uplift and interact with people. I love people and I love to be creative. And even in the jobs where my experiences weren't too good, the thing that kept me going was always uplifting people. It was always my appreciation for people, the people that I'm working with. And if it allowed me to be creative and and or if it allowed me to help people, that is always what gave me that sense of, ah, oh, this feels good. This is what I should be doing. And that is what I truly seek to do with my life. That is my ikigai. I seek to create, to love, to learn from others and to uplift others. Anything that allows me to do these things sets my soul on fire. And at 29, going on to 30, I feel like I've, I've finally figured it out. Now I just need to figure out how to make money from it. But I figured out what I'm good at. I'm good at loving people. I'm good at creating. I'm good at making people laugh, at uplifting them. And that is what I love to do at the same time. And I truly believe that that is what the world needs. I feel like the world needs more upliftment. It needs more love. It needs more high vibrations. And... We hear this a lot, high vibrations, high vibrations, and we think, oh, what a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. But truly, truly, that is what the world needs. The, the world needs more love. It needs more light. And I am a light. That is why I am the sun in Japan. <laughs> but now I just need to figure out how I can be paid for these things. And that's what I'm on my way to figure out. I'm still figuring out my ikigai. And I feel like I am at the precipice of knowing what it is, or figuring it out. as And it's not just one thing. Personally, for me, it is many things, which is why I'm doing this podcast, which is why I have an Instagram page. Follow me at Words from the Sun, where I write poetry, words. I feel like words are important for healing. I love speaking words of life onto my loved ones and onto strangers even. It's difficult here in Japan because you don't you don't just go around complimenting people. But if I get a moment where I meet people, I love to extend my appreciation and my love for them. And that is what I seek in this life. I seek to be a light, to love, to be loving, to be intentional in my loving and to be kind. And also to be kind to self very important to be kind to self you cannot be kind to others if you're not kind to yourself because everything that comes out of your mouth and your actions are just an overflow of what's in your heart so that is my thoughts on ikigai today and that's all for today from the sun in japan recording this episode has been very awkward so if it's sounding choppy and weird my apologies <laughs> i'm in the office by myself with absolutely nothing to do because japanese school teachers don't get school holidays unless they take leave and i'm trying to save my leave so that i can go to south africa in the summertime but i have truly loved recording this episode today and i really hope that it encourages each and every one of you to find your purpose no matter how arbitrary it is to the next person we are all good at something. We all love doing something. And the world needs your talents. It needs who you are. And even if you find one person who's like, oh, you don't need that, 
they don't need that. It doesn't mean that there are people who don't need that. And there's more than enough money on earth for you to be paid for your talents, for you to be paid for what you are passionate about, for you to be paid at what you're good at, and for you to be paid for what the world needs that is in you. Okay? Believe in yourself. I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Bye-bye now.